1: What is up, Wizards fans? Welcome to a Believe in Wizards podcast. I'm Matt Baderow. He's Jihadi White. Uh, we tried this a couple minutes ago on the live stream and a little technical difficulties. Uh, if you're listening to the audio version of this, you're getting it clean. But for the folks that were on the YouTube, sorry about that. Uh, hopefully we're good to go here now. So uh, we'll we'll see how this one uh, plays out a little bit better. I think we're off to a good start. But uh, Jihadi, we were just getting into uh, the Wizards thus far. They're one in three. I don't think anyone's particularly pleased with their performance thus far. Um, but what's your kind of initial thoughts so far?
0: yeah yeah it's uh one in three is not good a little bit a little bit apprehensive about how things are starting out you know it's not it's it's not so much one in three but it's uh how we are one in three me going forward mm-hmm. yeah exactly it, uh
1: the not been an inspiring uh, defensive performance thus far. Uh, before we get too deep into this, as always, we're brought to you by Stateside Vodka and their Surfside Hard Iced Teas, Hard Lemonades, Hard Half and halves, Hard Peach Teas. All that stuff is equally delicious, and we're thinking we're gonna need a lot of them this season. Unfortunately, the way this is going. Also brought to you by Bet Online. It's the number one source for all your betting needs. So you can get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, UFC, tennis, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place all your wagers, including live betting in your favorite casino and card games. Head to the website today and use our promo code BLEAV, B-L-E-A-V for 50% off your, force, uh, your first deposit. So it's a welcome bonus. Uh, better line where the game starts. Okay, uh, for anyone who did not catch the Hawks game, they lost. Uh, they beat the Wizards 130 to 121. It was nowhere near as close as the score indicated. The game was over sometime, honestly, before halftime, it felt like. And uh, the Hawks probably could have run up the score if they wanted to. They kind of eased back a little bit. And the Wizards' young guys, uh, at least, played finally uh, down the stretch and and made it kinda competitive. I don't know. At least, how do you been in these situations? To me, it's at least a good sign that the young guys came out and played hard and didn't just like sort of go through the motions.
0: Yeah, the young guys, are, you know, young guys are always hungry. It's um, the young guys. Sometimes doesn't depend on what the score is. It depends on improving themselves and also, you know, they also want to show, hey, we can. Uh, sometimes give a better outcome than the stars, right and then, you know it's it's all about proving but what i've started to notice is we're getting some consistency from those young guys as well every time they come out they really do that
1: um, all yeah, right i think
0: Omur- so. Omur- Omur- i yeah omarui Omur- is just a a really really like um you know his strength mm-hmm. his power his speed his relentless, his relentless, his um, way of going one through five, you know, what was, what game was that? Was, that the Celtics? was it against the Celtics where he had 14 points in 14 minutes?
1: Yeah. He, I mean, he came in late and played hard. He came in and did the same thing in this Hawks game yeah. too, where it was just yeah. instant energy. I mean, not, not right. as impressive with the 14 points in 14 minutes, but he, you know, he at least kind of brought some hustle again too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He brings hustle. So, some of the some of the young guys that play toward the end of the game, I, I see a future, you know, uh, in the near future that we can really depend on them some more, right? Um, it's uh, it's just the uh, cohesiveness right now with our with our starting lineup that's kind of worries me. And then when you know the second string is really, we don't have enough was just going potential to me to to sustain, to sustain, you know, until our, our starters can come back.
1: Yep. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Uh, for anyone who didn't see the game, Kyle Kuzma had a team-high 25 points on 11-21 of 21 shooting, pretty efficient, nine rebounds, six assists. He kind of really was the offense for at least a lot of the first half of the game. Uh, that's 20 points for him in all four games this season. And he's had at least five rebounds in the last three games, which is good because they've needed help on the boards, so, although it hasn't really mattered a whole lot otherwise. Denny Avdia, really good last night. Uh, you know, he scored kind of late once the game was a little out of reach, but he's still doing it against starters. So I, I think that was pretty, pretty solid showing from him. He's been just much better this season. I think it's more confident. Uh, last night, 22 points, 10 of 16 shooting, which is great. Two of four from three, and then two that went in looked like really clean. So I, I think that's nice five rebounds, three assists, two steals, one block. This is kind of the Denny I think that Wizards fans were hoping for for the last like three years. Like the defense is still solid, but he's moving the ball, he's impacting the game a lot of ways, and he's just letting it fly. And that's what we talked about with him in the preseason is just wanting him to like confidently shoot the ball and, and not kind of overthink things.
0: Well, this is more of the Denny that we need, right? Yeah. We need a D- Denny that will let it fly, the Denny that will that has a higher field goal percentage from from the three point range. Mm-hmm. What I like about Denny now is he's not getting a lot of touches, right? He's not getting a massive amount of touches, right? And but the touches that he's mean. he's getting, he's able to con- contribute with them, or he's able to actually do something because it, the emphasis is usually on Pool and Kuzma. To where he can really make something happen. Or and he's he's good enough to make something happen. So now he's more efficient. Now he's letting it go. Now he's more confident. Now he's shooting that three that we need um, that can really open things up. The more the more threes we have as a team, the more effective we will be. That's that's kind of what our offense has to be based on.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think Wes Unsell Jr. agrees with you too. They shot forty six of them in the Memphis game. They shot a bunch again last night. And, uh, when they go in there, they're hanging in and being competitive. And you saw, I think early last night, there were a couple, uh, that they needed to make that were wide open looks that they didn't. And, and that kind of helped, uh, the Hawks go on that run a little bit. Saw Landry Shamit for the first time last night, uh, two of four from the three point line Had eight total points, uh, two assists, one rebound, one steal. He might be like the third or fourth best player on the team, which is wild to say, uh, just given, given where they are right now. Uh, you mentioned just sort of the offense overall. The Wizards are uh, one of the most isolation heavy teams in the league so far this season. I don't think that's a particularly conducive recipe to success for them. I don't like they've got to move the ball. Everybody eats that kind of thing. So uh, I, I don't know. It just I, I'm not really buying into the West Unsell Junior game plan a ton so far here this year. Jai, this is the first thing I want to ask you. When you come out flat, like flat, flat, three of the first four games, you get run out of the gym in the first game of the season. Like, how are guys just not prepared for that? If if I've got if I'm a coach, I've got guys motivated and bought in. I just wouldn't expect to just get the doors beat off of me, like three of the first you're, four games of the year. Your top your top guys have to be bought in, right? Mm-hmm. Kuzma kind of
0: understands West's game plan. Kuzma's been around; he understands what West. West. Wes understands Kuzma. but when your your next your your next guy, which is Pool, when he's new and he still doesn't understand, it seems like Pool doesn't understand what the concept is yet, or what they're what the mission is, what they're trying to do, what the goal is. I mean, he hears it; he's in practice every day, but I don't know if west plan and pool and and pools plan is is the same plan right now and so now with the first chain in the link it's it's solid As soon as you hit the second chain it seems like it's not it's not a you know it's not a mental connection with west and pool yet so now everything else that is solid further down kind of breaks down too right um it seems like pool right now playing for himself and not for wins, mm. right? He he's about highlights and and low lights right now too, because we're getting more, more we're getting a lot of those. Yeah. yeah, and it's more low than high. And no matter what you do, that just kills the entire game plan, right? It kills. It, it takes away. It, it takes away his a lot of Kuzma opportunities. Takes away a lot of everybody other opportunities and for a team scheme to get open. Right, it's um, just a lot of forcing, you know, double team, you double team, you know, throwing grenades. It's, you know, basketball is a, is a you know, but the, to me, the issue is Kuzma's, I mean, Poole is young, right? It's the difference between knowledge and the difference between skill, mm-hmm. right? If a player, if Kuzma comes to a player and talks to him, and helps him out and talks to him, they're going to respect that because he's have the knowledge and he has the skill because he's a vet. Right now, pool is more skill and less knowledge, right? Mm-hmm. And that's that, him being so young, that can break the chemistry, the team chemistry down because yeah. he, he earned his he earned his his place because of you know when he was with the warriors how he played mm-hmm. but I don't think he earned he didn't earn his respect yet
1: right
0: right yeah. and he's playing like he earned his respect and that's going to make him lose more respect if he if
1: you know he, he has to he has start playing team ball. I've kind of looked at it as like, he's immediately trying to show the world in the first four games that he's not the player that we saw most of last year. Like this is like, I'm going to come out of the gates and just, you know, erase all of the Draymond green stuff and I'm going to be really good. And and I'm going to score all these points. And uh, it's just not, it's not working out so far. It just seems like he's forcing things to me. Like uh, the, the step back, you know, jumper over Porzingis that gets blocked and stuff like that. And, and, him trying to back down Drew Holiday was like one of the funnier things I've ever seen. It was like, it would be like me trying to back down you. Like I just, it's not going to happen. Uh, he was falling down. I, I mean, uh, it's, it's, he just looks out of sorts and I don't know how, how do you fix that? Is this, he needs to chill out and settle down. Like, uh, how do you, how do you make sense of this? He,
0: he, like you said, he's trying to prove something. He needs to be making less about him and more the team. If he played more about for, for if we, if he starts playing for wins, he's going to make the right play instead of forcing every play for himself. And the right play will actually end up opening up things more for him and he will score more throughout the game than trying to force every possession. Right now he's forcing every possession, right? Which is now don't, doesn't include anybody. And now he's he he may be, you know, field goal percentage five for 15 you know, 13 points, but now if he lets the game come to him, if he opens it up, includes people, then he can play Jordan Poole's ball. We know he, we know he's hard to score. He's hard to guard. We know he can finish at the rim. We know he can get downhill. Right. And throughout the game, he will still have the points he wants. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We'll get more more successful right now. We're just looking at somebody who's just forcing forcing everything, every possession he's forcing. He's not trying to pass. He's not including anyone. And it's,
1: it's, it's sloppy. Yep, Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned the efficiency. In the first game, he had 18 points and five assists on seven of 18 shooting. Didn't look particularly good. In the second game, the Memphis game, the one game they won, he had 27 points. Two assists, eight of twenty-three. Again, it was sloppy, but he made a couple big baskets and he tried to do like the right stuff late, I thought, which was good. Uh, game three against the Celtics, eleven points, two assists, five of eleven shooting. That was just kind of over early enough, uh, that it didn't even really matter. And then last night, thirteen points, one assist, uh, five of thirteen from the field. Uh, it just I don't know. In in the chat here, I'm I'm if I butcher the pronunciation, I apologize. Yaswe Gonzalez said uh, he needs to show at least some effort defensively too. He is oh, getting cooked defensively. I agree with that hundred percent. God, it's it's hard to watch. Like, I, like Ties tries, he's just little and not super athletic. But the two of them together are just getting roasted defensively. And Pool, there is like almost no effort other than like one or two reach around steals every once in a while, or he'll get a deflection. You just you can't be a total zero like he he's everybody shit on Brad's defense. Poole has been much worse than Brad was defensively, like just much worse, in my opinion.
0: Not only that, he's not. We're not playing any perimeter defense at all. Right. And and we're not getting back. Yeah. Have you noticed we're not we don't get back at all.
1: Her so is terrible. They got is all,
0: right. So we're not getting back. We really don't have inside presence. Don't protect the rim.
1: And everything is a blow by. I have more appreciation for Gafford. We've been giving him shit. And in that Memphis game, he still kept falling down a lot, but he made some big stops on the bum ankle. Uh, Him being out the last two games has been like totally detrimental to them. There is no last line of defense playing Kuzma at the five. I, I, you know, I, I kind of get the thinking there a little bit in that Celtics matchup, but Mascala got torched defensively. Kuzma's not enough to do it. And Johnny, why do they soft switch everything? If a guy even comes up to set a pick, they switch before they even get near the guys. You can't win doing that on every single matchup. Like we were soft switching to end up with like pool on Porzingis and stuff. And it's like, you have to offer some resistance there, at least a little in my opinion. Right. You cannot soft switch on Porzingis. Absolutely not. Um, but the game is
0: now. If you if if you're expected to guard one through five, then it doesn't matter who's guarding, right? Unless you're guarding a Jason Tatum or you know a Brown, then hey, look, okay. we need the best defender on them. But right now, I I do understand the soft switch. You can't soft switch on, switch on Porzingis, but that's the way the game is going now, right? It just it just did. Yeah. But it's the emphasis. It's the emphasis on defense. It's not, we don't, we don't, we're not caring about it enough, right? Mm-hmm. Um only person I see that's pretty much like you say playing hard on defense, and taking it personal, is uh Denny Kuzma's playing good defense, right? But it's not it's not pushed throughout the culture right now of defense. And and I know and I know the coaches are teaching it. I know the coaches are pressing about it, right, or forcing the defense, talking about it. So it's not that. It's more or less just it's not resonating with the players. Yeah.
1: I I think you can say all the right things as a coach, and sometimes guys just aren't going to listen, and it seems to be the track record of the NBA that the coach goes when that happens more so than the players. I I don't know. It's all about
0: the deflection, though. Like, If I'm the coach and I'm saying everything and it's one person, mm-hmm. especially as it's one of the top guys on the team yeah. that's doing his own thing, then that deflects what he's saying. Now, as me as a player, I'm more focused on this guy not doing what we're supposed to do, right, and getting his own and shaking up the entire scheme of things and the culture more than what, the coaches, the coaches are trying to make us do right. So, you, if one don't, if one top guy does buy in, it's just all broken down because now everybody's like, "Well, oh, he's doing this." Let me now, now it becomes a, a self centered, you know, self centered first first starting five, right? And it just it does it it can't work that way, you know, was, like. The the biggest issue to me offensively right now is that we only have one facilitator.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: One for the, if,
1: other than him, it's just it's terrible passing all around. I thought last night was the first night we saw like a little bit of playmaker Kuzma again. Uh, he had the six assists and and it was like trying to get other people involved other than just going downhill, but. I really don't feel like we'd seen much of that from him to start the year and the first couple of games. And, and that's something I thought he did pretty well last year. You know, Denny tried to get some of the second unit guys involved a little bit more, but it didn't really matter at that point. You're already down 25. It's like, okay, cool. Like, uh, th- this to me is a team that can't win being this isolation heavy. They're bottom five in defense right now and defensive rating. Like, if you're. A bottom, like a, a, a non-ball movement team that doesn't guard anyone. You just have no chance of, of being even respectable. And uh, there's a quote I've got here somewhere from Wes Unsell Jr. that said, it's been a priority for us to clean up our paint defense. Part of it is roster construction. When you lose a seven-footer, you don't have much rim protection back there. We got to do a better job of not letting them get to the rim. If that was a priority for you and roster construction was a thought, why did we go into the season with just Daniel Gafford and Mike Mescala as the only two centers on the roster? Like, I, is that really a priority? It doesn't seem like it to me. Center position is hard to, hard to find, you know,
0: Yeah. I, I don't think they went in the season not trying to have somebody better in that position. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't, I can't imagine that, but you know, I think
1: they just had something in the works and it didn't, if you out, look around,
0: maybe? if you look around it's tough to find, then you got to make the right choices, right? I mean, I think you passed they passing up a lot of options, you know, a lot of good good options, not great options, but good options just for protection mm. to look for more. You know, it was a lot to me, I look at other teams getting guys like um I'm saying uh, Jordan Hayes. What's the Lakers guy? Uh, uh Jackson Hayes. Jackson Hayes, right? Yeah. Which yeah. most guys are like, oh, we pass him up. That's the very effective guy to protect the basket.
1: He would have been good fit on this team.
0: Yeah, see, but to me, they it seemed like they Oh, that that's not you know what he may not give us this. It may not. We're looking we're looking to get one thing and somebody who can run the floor, yeah. right? I did like with my with mascala how he did open the floor up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, he helped. can he can bring the center out, which now. I felt like we got more scoring opportunities that way.
1: Yeah. Right. But then other who's going to get downhill more too, I think. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You stretch the floor as well. Like, so, but you have to uh, going forward, we have to look for specifics. We can't have everything. The guy has one thing that we definitely need. If we need, if we have pain protection and rebounding, we got to get that. You got to get pain protection, rebounding. Blocking shots, not getting not getting physically abused in the pain either. You know, I, I seen um Gaffer get bumped and just go out the way and once he falls out the way they get they go right to the rim. So we have to get we have to get that, right? So we just need more individual presence in the in the pain guaranteed and we need stronger we need stronger players we need stronger players guys who are willing to just be physical guys who who's willing to to take blows guys who are willing to draw fouls
1: i'm sorry johnny this (laughs) it's been this kind of day man sorry everybody i i've mentioned this before we have xfinity in our building and that's all we can get and they've literally just cut the internet line like three times in the last two weeks so Uh, Thanks for bearing with us. Sorry for the technical difficulties there. That is totally and utterly my fault for having shitty internet. Uh, Just sticking with the young big man idea here for a minute. A couple different people have thrown out the idea in the last week or so of trying to go get a young big man. And like a James Wiseman is not playing right now for Detroit. He didn't look particularly good. In Golden State, is that somebody you would try kicking the tires on? Jihadi, like he's young, maybe he's got something left. If you give him a little run, I mean, it can't hurt, right? You got to kick the tires. We have no choice but to kick the tires. We have no choice but
0: to try to see what what else we can get, right? It wouldn't hurt to get a James Wiseman, right? I mean, he can run the floor. He can he can protect the rim. He can he's a he can score. He can stretch the floor right that'd be a great look that'd be a great look for us because now you also get added scoring then you have to respect him so you need a big man that you can respect on the offensive end too right and that that pretty much opens up and then with us James Wiseman I feel like would have more scoring opportunities because he can play more freely
1: yeah, I mean, I think it would give you some more defensive minded people, too. Like, uh, Wiseman's not been great defensively, but he is an athletic, mobile big who could protect the rim a little bit. Theoretically, he could grow into somebody to help you. I, I think you just have to take more of an emphasis on guys that, that are going to at least try to play defense. Everybody's shitting on Johnny Davis. He's looked like a dumpster fire offensively, air ball in the floater, can't make shots. He looks scared to shoot it. He has competed defensively. I thought them having him match up with DeAndre Hunter and him just like shooting turnarounds over Davis. I don't think it's necessarily Davis's fault. That's a that's a tough matchup. But for the whole rest of that um, late third quarter, fourth quarter run, he competed. He tried to defend. Had a couple like drop down passes to people that were good. Set some screens. So at least he's competing. Uh, Amarui is is going to compete defensively. He's just not going to be a big time rim protector for you. But when they were at their best last night, it was it was Denny and the kids. You know, I mean, Denny's still a kid himself, but, you know, the the newer kids. And, and I would embrace that. Like, the, the guys all at least competed. If Poole's not going to compete, take him out. If Tyus isn't going to guard anybody, take him out. I thought Corey Kisper was great in the Memphis game offensively. I thought he was shit last night defensively. Take him out. Like, just this is your opportunity to kind of set the precedent for what you will and won't tolerate as an organization moving forward. And if someone isn't buying in or isn't doing the things that's asked of them, send the message now that that shit is no longer acceptable in Washington. If you come here, you will do what we want and it'll be guys at least making some effort. I I mean, uh, that's all I wanna see is like effort, consistent effort. It shouldn't be too much to ask, I don't think.
0: No, it's not, but that's what we have resorted to right now. We have resorted to at least he competed.
1: Yeah, right, right, that's that's a really low bar. (laughs)
0: this is what we we have dropped to the bar. at least he competed like, right but that's but because that's the the options that's the only option we have to resort to it. he competed right this like, like the organization said said you know you're gonna have the workers right? it's gonna be a process we're going to build this team and which means they're not satisfied with what, what they have right now and as we see that we're not, we're not, although as satisfied either, because like you said, well, at least we competed. Like we, we're we're starting to realize what we're getting out of this team, mm-hmm. right? Which is, which is understandable, but which is also not good for the people who who you want to grow with, right. because what happens? is winning stops becoming the concept. In the NBA, with players of winning stops becoming the concept, it is a shit show. It's a shit show of the score. Now, what I do like about Kuzma is he's professional enough to still involve people. He's professional player enough to, to still put winning or, or trying to be effective mm-hmm. with everything. He's not gonna, he's not, if he, if he understands that he stops, he's looking for the open guy right away Yeah. with Poole, If he understands that he stops now, he's trying to figure out three or four different ways to still get to the basket. You're stopped. Right. You give up the ball quickly. So we can make something happen by the time Poole is giving up the ball. You can't do anything with it. So that's to me right now is killing the momentum. Yeah, I agree. Right. And, and so I just think it all—it comes to the understanding pool. You're killing the momentum. We got to – you're young still. Mm-hmm. Very young. You're still – right? So you're a great player. You're skilled. You're hard to guard. But you have to learn how to play with your teammates, play under this team concept. Mm-hmm. Green light doesn't mean
1: I'm being out of control. Right. I'm hopeful that this is still just a product of, like, Adapting to a new role when you're like the microwave bench scorer, your job isn't to run like a smooth, coherent offense for everybody. It's come in and cook and then you come back out for a few minutes. So you got to get them up while you're in there. And that's just not going to fly when you're expected to be like one A or one B, uh, you know, with an offensive system. And right, maybe maybe he'll adapt to that. Uh, if he doesn't, he shouldn't be here long. I mean, it's really that simple. I'm not saying move him out right now. I'm saying give him some time reinforce the things you want to see and if we're at the trade deadline and the dude is still just like heaving shit every time he touches it at the you know the detriment of everybody else like you're going to keep seeing games like we saw last night where they're down 25 because because of that kind of stuff
0: right but he's still impressionable to me so it comes down to the right people who holding them accountable Mm
1: -hmm.
0: right it it comes down to a hard-nosed coach to be like we're not doing that shit
1: we're not. Okay. It's not happening. Do we have a hard nosed coach to do that though? Is he? The, is this the guy to do that? Um,
0: right do do? now the problem the problem is this. Well, when you're in a situation that like Wes is in right now, yeah. who is it going to help you keep your job or guarantee you to lose it. Right. Right. So when I'm dependent on a guy like Paul for for me to stay here then it's a tough dynamic yeah. now if i'm a guy that's not dependent on you to for me to stay here right now where i can enforce some things mm-hmm. then i can change i can either force you to play the way i'm playing or yeah. you're just not going to really be a part of things right so the problem is is what does it i don't know because he's not in a position right now he's in a tough position
1: right yeah it- you got the extension, so you wouldn't be a lame duck coach. But at the end of the day, they could still very easily move on from you. So, right, still so sort you of a lame duck it. coach, like,
0: right? It's it's it's. You got to be in a situation where
1: I don't need you to right. to
0: make me a good coach, right? Yeah, Steve right. Kerr
1: can throw your ass on the bench because he can go to all those other people and exactly. he's got the cachet to do it. And Mike yeah.
0: Brown could be like, <laughs> can cut right. you out and throw you on the bench, right? And then put somebody in there and and, and that person will play for him.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, that's, that's what we need to see. I think in lieu of that, your teammates need to hold you accountable. I, I don't know who that is. Uh, you've got a lot of younger guys. Um, you know, can a 22 year old Denny do that? Like it, it really, to me of the guys, it's got to be Tyus and it's got to be Kuzma of the other starters that are like, Hey man, like w- what are you doing out here? And I don't know. It's just um it's it's a it's a tough one. Like I think this is gonna be kind of the, like the enduring question of the first at least quarter of this wizard season is just like what is Jordan Poole and how does he mesh with everybody else? At some point, maybe cool. you move him to the bench role and let him go back to just doing what he's comfortable doing. I, I mean I don't I don't know who starting. Cool and yeah. we're gonna have to speak up
0: and get beat a frustrated one speak up for the team. Because once he opens his mouth, everybody else is going to follow suit. Yeah, that's true. And I, you can't tell me he likes the way the two-man going game is going between.
1: Yeah. i seen him wide open
0: begging for the ball, and Pooh had three guys on.
1: Yeah, and it really hasn't been a two-man game at all. It's, no, it hasn't been a two-man game at all.
0: They, They're not working well together like I expected them to.
1: And I, I think Kuzma has been working pretty well with everyone else, especially last night. I thought he was good at moving the ball. And I think he's at least comfortable with some of these guys that like, if I give it to them, but I'm open, I'm going to get it back. I like And I've always thought like the Kuzma Denny dynamic was good. Actually like yeah. Kuzma Rui Denny trio. So that was kind of a bummer. Um, I would have liked to see that more this year too, but uh, you know, like just focus more on that then or, or can you get, Kuzma and Corey going a little bit and like run a little two man something there. I don't know. Maybe Corey doesn't. Well, it, it's gonna do be tough game. because
0: Kuzma would really pretty much have to dribble the ball up the court line. So right now the ball is in Poole's hands and he's ball dominant because he's bringing it up or he just or he's a second pass right. Mm-hmm. He's a second outlet. So, but when Kuzma does have the ball in his hand, he does penetrate and pitching this really well right yeah. um he's has more more court focus right he can see more right mm-hmm. it, him facilitating isn't always the second option
1: yeah right
0: so that's what i'm saying is he understands the game much more he he's a veteran with a lot of knowledge understands how the feel of the game how it works he understands okay if i do certain things I can get more for myself, right?
1: Kuzma is not forcing type of player. He's a very effective player. He definitely has a few tunnel visiony moments, but I, I'm with you. Like as at the like the root of what he is as a player, he, he's like, you know, he's a big dude that can do a lot of different things. And uh, you know, I think we saw stretches last year where it got a little, a little weird with him. But I think this is back to the guy like he wants to be for this. Team. But his tunnel visiony moments. I, I know what's about last year, but this year they're not
0: out of control.
1: No, oh, I agree. I totally agree. They're not, out of,
0: they're not. Literally, they're not out of control
1: to the point to where you can be a shacking and a fool, right? He still that, a, the one where he tried to throw himself the oop off the backboard and did the 360, uh, that that was that was a little tough. But other than that, I'm totally with you. You always got to have one. There's
0: just got to be Well, <laughs> you're, being, you're being too hard on him now. You you found no, you know, when in that.
1: No, that um, that one will definitely be on track in the fool, though. Oh, me. it definitely will. But uh, he's not that type of
0: player. I agree. He's just not um, that type of player.
1: I, yeah, I, I'm. I'm completely with you here. I, I I think this isn't like all doom and gloom. I think a lot of people were pretty dejected about last night's game. There's a just. There's been enough bright spots that I'm like, all right, it's a rebuild. We're supposed to be shitty. We're shitty. Like we can't really be too surprised by this. It's just the way they built this team was never going to be overly competitive and they're they've been worse so far than I expected. I think they've been less competitive for stretches in this game than, than we all expected. I thought that's the one thing that this group would do is really compete. So there's something missing there. I think I'm not trying to dump the whole season on Jordan pool so far, but I think you nailed it of like, there's, there's guys that he's clearly thrown the rhythm off with everybody else. And, I don't really know how you. They do have to be this shitty. You Absolutely. can look at this team and say,
0: no, they don't have to be this shitty, right? Right. Right. They don't have to be this. Give the effort on defense that they're giving. They don't. The offense don't have to be this stagnant, right? Because I'm. We're seeing. We're seeing the other pieces when they're involved. And in the, we're seeing some little highlights and little glimpses of hope with the other pieces once they, when they do have the ball in their hand. Yeah. Right. But it's just so dominant one direction that's tilting, tilting to the bad, you know, tilting to the bad area that just you're like, man, I, I mean, it's, it's too obvious.
1: That's the problem. It's too obvious. Yeah. I'm with you. Uh, Kuzma had a quote after the Celtics game. He said, I think it's a good learning lesson for us. I think we may lose a ton of games this year, but it can't be like that. For us, we need to find our competitive spirit. Within all of this, after the Pacers game, West Unsell Jr., or actually, sorry, after the Memphis game, when they kind of rebounded, I guess, a little bit, uh, West came out and said, I think guys were pissed off by the Pacers game, and I think that's great. They should be. And now that we're seeing Memphis might be the other worst team in the league so far, uh, that win looks a little less impressive, but they're all saying the, like, we can't come out flat. Okay, well, then don't. Like, to, I mean, you control that at the end of the day. So uh, I think that's really all Wizards fans are looking for this year. It's just like, we get we, we get what Kuzma said. You're going to lose games. We just don't want to see you lose games where it's over in the middle of the first quarter.
0: We want to be compete, you
1: compete. Know, compete. Let the young guys show some stuff. Yeah, you know, compete. develop a little. Be great.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Right now, it seems like competitive nature. You <laughs> No way, this competitive nature should be already going after four games, right? Right, right. If it if the fire has already died down that fast, then there's it's going to be a long, long, tough season, and it's going to be a, a awful like just not awful at far watching well, bad too, but just as a player from a player's perspective, that's not. A season you're looking forward to—that's a—that's dreadful to have to go through a season like that as a player. Yeah, right. And and what's what's going to happen is if it continues like that, it's going to be a dreadful, dreadful season to the point as from a player perspective to 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 the point that you're going to see all type of crazy stuff from these from the players. It's just become uh, me, 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 me all
1: the way down the line. Hmm. Uh, collected and connected and asked, uh, how does a veteran stay motivated and approach a season after inking a long-term deal on a team that isn't expected to win and doesn't seem to have a desire to win? Uh, I, I mean, and then there was just kind of a second part of just, uh, <laughs> does a veteran feel it's part of their job description to mentor the, B, uh, B-Law kulabalis and Johnny Davises of the world when part of a rebuild, or are you trying to show out for yourself and hope that you get traded mid season? I guess it depends on the person, right? It
0: depends on the person and it depends on the profession.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. right. And it depends on what game means to you. If the game means something to you, you're going to respect it back. Mm-hmm. When that doesn't, that means you're going to risk the way you play. You're going to respect your teammates. You're going to respect passing the game along. Right. Mm-hmm. You're going to respect holding players accountable. You're going to mm-hmm. respect professionalism as far as, you know, yourself and, Hold the other player accountable in their professionalism, right? Mm-hmm. So, so to me, I see a Denny that way, I see it, I see a Kuzma that way, right? Yeah, um, I'm not sure about Tyus yet, but I don't, I don't see him as I see a Tyus that way. Just the uh, reason I'm saying it is because he's a point guard, right? Yeah, a point guard has to, they have to look at the game that way. In the totality all the time to even be a good point guard true. right That's true. so now the other everybody else is pretty young you know everybody else is pretty young so now it's, it's about passing yeah, that along but you got to find out you know so you don't have those personalities just let it just drop let it go and let it just dissipate and go crazy mm-hmm. but you know, I, like you said, I hate every, all the fingers that go get pointed right back to, to Jordan Poole, but that's the that's the common denominator right now.
1: Yeah, he's gonna set the tone. I mean, yeah, he's gonna set the
0: tone either way. Like you gotta buy in. He has to buy in, but it's gonna be up to them to make him buy in. And and I know, it's gonna be the point in the season to where to where people gonna have enough. Hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like it, it's not that he's a
0: team with a lot of um fiery personalities. Mm-hmm. Like, even then, people are gonna have enough. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think these guys will be accepting of him to a point, right? Like it's will give you some chances to figure it out. And I think a lot of the core guys here that are playing so far are guys that have been here and know each other and are comfortable, you know, and then someone like Tyus he's just kind of an easy to fit in wherever you put him kind of guy. Pool is really the square peg round hole situation right now and he's either going to get, you know, like whittled down enough to to fit into the hole or or they're going to kick him out and um I I don't know what that looks like at that point cuz if he if he looks like this this way the whole year, he'd be really tough to trade for a couple years and what do you do with him? Uh, for the next three seasons if, if people see this player and they don't want to spend $30 million to go get that player? I feel like you can fit in, just not a second option. Yeah. Definitely as a starter. But it
0: has to be another – it has to be another superstar that's just not, as ball-dominant, yeah. right, to where now the when he does get touched, just like a Golden State, right? where he when he does get touches, he can be effective with him because now we got to focus on another. So the problem is to me is he touching the ball too much. Mm-hmm. Right? The, the primary points in the game he gets to make all the decisions. He's, he's not it's not there yet. <laughs> he's not there yet. No. Right. He, he's just not there yet. He he's, he hasn't grown into that solid IQ guy yet to where he can Create the pace. Create sound decisions. Make good micro decisions. Right, you know, know when to attack. Well, know when to to take the time and let's let's figure out something. Know what's going on. Let's know him when the defense just shifted. Knowing if to get one guy out so you open up the lane. He's not directing anything. Right, so that's the issue. With that that's the big issue. Right, we have a a great skilled player. Who can score in the position that right now is kind of a one streak?
1: We've seen all the highlights of him with like fancy in and out dribbles and, and putting people on their ass. And so far, all I've seen is like the same left or right cross that gets him nowhere, and he's created like almost no advantage. And, and that's really surprising to me. I don't know if it was like, hey, in Golden State, there are so many other weapons you can't help or double off of him but now he's not he's not breaking down the defense at all and and he hoisted
0: yeah right
1: uh, so if if he's not uh, it never makes no sense asking in the chat can play uh, can pull play off ball I, I think they need him to uh because he's not he's not getting himself anywhere productive you know with the ball so run him around and shed a shit ton of screens like yeah get do something i, I mean in, in that memphis game again I, the memphis win looks less impressive but at least early, I thought they were in like really good offense, like a bunch of stagger screens and stuff like that. And it, it was just more cohesive. They just didn't make a lot of shots early, and then once they did, they started getting rolling. But we haven't seen those things seemingly created for Pool, or maybe he's just breaking the play and and doing crazy shit. I don't know. But um, get him, get yeah. a few easy looks early, get some rhythm, and then then maybe he'll settle in more. I I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it sits.
0: Um, has to be something. He's the dominant player. That's mo- most of the plays that's created on the team. Just in general, will be for Poole or Kuzma. Yeah, just obviously right now. When I'm watching it, it doesn't look like anything is created for him because I feel like he's just so slowly touched the ball. He's just breaking
1: the play. Uh, there was a point last night in the game where they had kind of a breakaway and it was Poole and Kuzma in the run out, and Poole threw it off the backboard to Kuzma for the dunk, even though they were down yeah. 20 points, and yeah, Twitter has, has not loved that particular play a lot for, for anyone who um, didn't catch that portion of the game. And, and DeSan, again, I'm probably butchering everybody's pronunciation in the chat here. Uh, sorry about that. Um, said thoughts on Poole supposedly being benched last night after that alley-oop attempt, and he said, I've heard it multiple times now, but if true, how do you feel? I think that was a, hey, the game is over at this point. Let's play the young guys. Wes has seemingly been throwing in the towel pretty early in these games, and I don't even know if it's really throwing in the towel. It's just like, all right, let's move on to the young dudes and see if we can get some fresh legs. They did that early in the Celtics game where they pulled a bunch of starters, so I, I don't take it as that, but honestly, I would take a guy aside if he threw an alley-oop down 20, and at least for a minute, and make a, a point of it, or that's a teaching moment of like, nah, we're not doing that shit here. I
0: don't know that's a reflection. Mentioned. But, That's a reflection when, when that happens, it's re, it's a, it's less a reflection on a, it's, it's a definitely a reflection on a guy who threw the hoop. Yeah. But it's more a reflection on the coaching staff. Right. That He's this guy's able to, <laughs> this guy's able to throw the hoop, the hoop, right? And then run down the court, like he just did something amazing with his hands out.
1: But, and then they got cooked on defense right after. Then,
0: they, the then they got cooked on defense right after, right? So, as a coach, that looks worse on me than the than it does any the players who actually did play. Yeah.
1: So yeah. that's why you yeah. take him
0: out because now, like you're you're embarrassing me.
1: Yeah, everyone will say, what is that coach letting these dudes do down in Washington?" Exactly.
0: So I like. that's more of the reason why. Like we got like man, we gotta get this out. And I also let you know, he's not even taking this game seriously. This is not about winning. This is about you know performing.
1: The if you do that little, I forget what they're called, like the word cloud kind of thing, and you did wizards and most commonly used word to describe them on Twitter right now, and pool, it would be unserious. Like that is the that's the word everyone has used for pool, and it's it's like man, that's
0: the perfect word. That's the and that that bothers you. That bothers me as a fan. It bothers me me when I'm watching. It's just like it's just playtime for. Yeah. Like this big it's it's a big boys game man this is real you know and he's out here just saying hey i got my money i got i got my money let me just act let me just do what i want to do mm-hmm. he doesn't i think he understands how that looks and how that's portrayed
1: yeah i agree I, hopefully he learns soon um because i don't know that's that's what we keep going back to let's um let's keep moving from pool because uh it's just gonna drive me nuts and drive everybody yeah, I, I know it's tough, uh, though. It's tough. Uh, DMV for life asks, Is it too early to give up on Johnny Davis? I've tried with him, but he fails me every time. Also, why was West playing him at the four last night? His defense wasn't even good, so that's the thing. This is what I said earlier. I thought the defense was good, except when they were asking him to guard like DeAndre Hunter and people four or five inches taller than him, like he'll compete defensively, but. You've got Amarui out there who's undersized. You've got Davis, if you're going to play him at the three or four, that's definitely undersized. Uh, He should be guarding another team's point guard. And and that's where I think he's looked his best as an NBA player in obviously limited usage. But it's just, I I know everybody thinks I'm like the world's biggest Denny hater. All I've literally consistently said is to maximize him as a defensive player, he has to shoot the ball well enough to do other things on offense, or he's hard to justify keeping out there. Now we're seeing the shooting. It unlocks all this other stuff with his game. The same kind of thing is going to be true for Johnny Davis. Like, if he can't give you anything offensively, he's not going to be a good enough defender to really justify keeping him out there. So he has to do something for you. And so far, he looks scared shitless every time they pass in the ball. And and that's the last thing you want to see from an NBA player, I think, is just, like, zero confidence whatsoever. Yeah. And, and to me, it's all about confidence with Johnny Davis.
0: It's, it's completely about confidence. I i haven't lost faith in him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I haven't lost faith in him, but like you said, he got to get it up. You got to get it up, and he has to play the right position. Sometimes, you like you said, you can't scare me. I think they have him in the wrong position, or guarding the wrong position defensively, yeah. right? I've seen good games with Johnny Davis. I've seen uh, good points amazing. to where I say, okay, he can be – he competing. He can be useful for us. It's um, basketball is ninety percent confidence, right? And that's all it is with him. That's all. That's all it is because I, I I I've seen what he can do in many times in good points of the game. So I I don't question what he can do. I don't question what he can bring, right? I'm questioning why he isn't doing it,
1: and that's complete. That's different than saying can he do it? Yeah, I agree. There are some guys that are really good college players and their game doesn't translate to the NBA for a multitude of reasons. What the reason Johnny like we saw Johnny Davis put up 20 points as a sophomore in the Big Ten and carry a team offensively. It's not that he's not translating because he can't do some of those same things. He wasn't super efficient then either, but he he's just like looks like, you know, shell shocked still or something. And, and I thought that would be the biggest difference this year was we'd see the summer league confidence carry over the training camp confidence carry over. And so far, the so, so elements that goes on
0: in the game and the locker room with different players, you got to ask yourself, why is he shell shop and yeah. why, and what happened to, was the impact strong enough to make him shell shop? Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, And you just can't be. You got to be able to be confident through all that. But that's easier said than done because we've seen a lot of players that – and sometimes it's not even what's going on in the locker room. It's what's going on between those – you know, between your ears. Mm -hmm. So we're just – he just have to let all that go and play. And Mm -hmm. play confident. Right? It's – confidence will – it makes you – Confidence makes you not question what you're doing. It makes you
1: everything you're doing.
0: As long as you trust everything you're doing, you are. Yeah.
1: If you're playing basketball your whole life, just go play basketball. If it doesn't work out, who gives a shit? We there
0: should be literally no consequences. Play. Play. Go out there and play, and know you
1: the shit. Yeah. Right. You You got to. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally with you there. Uh, we had two fan questions. Um, drive, kick, repeat. Uh, Justin asked, what what should practices look like in a rebuild? I want to hold that one for just a second here. But the second part of his question is, who has an edge on this team of the young guys? Like who could be a this year's Jordan Goodwin? And sort of answering another question at the same time, I think Sam Hershey asked uh, thoughts on on Ryan Rollins so far and what will it take for him to get into the regular guard rotation? He looked solid again against the Hawks last night. I think that's a dude that's got some swagger to him. Like I could see him doing like the the Sam Cassell, like grab his balls as he runs down the court kind of thing. Like he's he's got that like kind of swag. And um I think he could be that kind of guy. I also think he has the physical tools to be a pest, you know, defensively. So could he be this year's goodwin? I, I that's my nominee at least. Yeah, absolutely. I think at this point we got to exercise
0: other options. We had to start testing out more options. So the problem is with guys that they' we're they're asked about. We don't see enough of them, but when we we do see, we do we don't see enough of them to see how can they sustain, mm-hmm. right? How can they handle a some some good minutes, some some quality minutes, right? Yeah. But I I do like them. I think they really need to start exercising him in the rotation much more. Test them out. Yeah. This time, we know who we are. Start testing these guys out, right? And then I like, uh, I'm a Rui.
1: Yeah, that's the number one. It has to be the no brainer answer. But why? Is, why he's why? Why
0: he is he only getting in the game toward the end of the game? Yeah.
1: Right now, I'm saying, okay, let me
0: figure out if this guy can help us out certain positions, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I I understand why they're not, but you don't have it. You might as well. You either. it's the decision will either make you or break you, but it might make you.
1: Yeah. You may have found something here, right? He might only be a two way guy right now, but he could also be more than that. Uh, Yeah. I'm with you. Um, uh, Let's see. Cup of Java asked what rules did the NBA Institute that caused quote back to the basket type centers to become unfavorable. I don't know that it's necessarily just the rule changes, obviously like, what you know? How many? How much pushback you can put on a guy posting up and things like that? But it's the spacing a lot too. It, it's just really hard to to do a lot of that with when you're covering that much floor and, and rotate and, and things like that too. So I think it's more about those guys on the defensive end a lot of times than it is. Uh, it's the elbow. To the, Go
0: ahead. They took away. The, what was the elbow to the back of the, the hand? When then you can't you can right longer forearm. Turn to the side. You got to take things down the, three sec- in the um, offensive three seconds, you know, it's so many things that they added purposely to take it away to where it, it just wasn't. The entire point was to take away back to the basket, right? No. So it was the what the, the elbow to the back, and if they turn their body and your elbow still, if they turn their body sideways, your elbow's still there, then that's a foul on you. Right. It was the uh, three offensive three seconds in the lane. Um, this is another one that pretty much handicapped all the players who were trained to play their way all the way through. You just you just pretty much they they become obsolete.
1: Johnny, when you played, could you put two hands on someone to defend them? I know you can't now. I can't remember when that changed. You could have
0: you could have yeah. an elbow and a hand. Yeah. An open yeah. hand and elbow. Then they took that away.
1: Got it. Yeah, well, not, it, it was a forearm. A forearm. forearm and they get overhand. Yep. Okay. Uh, and and part of his question here is just like, how could they bring that back again? I, I think changing some of the defensive rules here, like the, the size of the lane makes some of that tough. Like it's hard to post a guy up when you've got the huge lane and you've only got three seconds to do it. You can't bring it back
0: until, until you start the until you start calling less calls again.
1: Yeah, the two. Because now
0: the refs three, are so, so trained to call everything. Everything that, you, if you bring that back, everything would be a call.
1: Because
0: mm-hmm. yeah, it just be, be physical. Too,
1: yeah.
0: it's too physical, right? So you would have to retrain the refs to be able to actually let most of those things go on, right? And to kind of bring back the physicality of the game mm-hmm. Right now, the it's it's hard to watch sometime an NBA game because of all the calls we're getting. I mean, just so many it's so many calls everywhere. It's ridiculous. I mean, you can't even get a the can't ever get a full full momentum in the game. It's hard for the players now to get momentum. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you can't until they refrain from a lot of calls they're making now, you can't even add those rules back into the game. But they need to because it's a lot of big-time, big centers out there that would be top NBA players that's playing overseas because now they have to bypass the NBA completely
1: mm-hmm. because of the way it is. Yeah. I mean, we saw with the the, the World Cup games this summer, like inside out play still works, and, and it actually makes it easier for you more. It's Those rules are a little more conducive for it, I think, for – uh, Cup of Java, if you go back and listen to our episode with ton Thomas from the end of the
0: What was the episode? What did Atan say in that episode? Yeah, because I can't remember what Atan said. I vaguely remember, but he was talking about about the big man, the big, the game.
1: Uh, sorry, more technical difficulties on my end, everybody. This is, uh, been one of those episodes. <laughs> so, uh, appreciate what was it. that at time said in a cup of job with, with that episode? Uh, the Aton Thomas episode, I thought we about talked a good man. amount about, um, you know, how, how post play uh, can still have a place in the game and how effective inside play can be. And we talked a little bit about it with, um, uh, Chris Whitney. Also, I asked him like how playing with someone like you opened up the floor for him a little bit. So I think there's definitely some ways you could make that more relevant in the NBA game again today and be more fun to see it. It's honestly why I like watching college basketball more than just like a random NBA game. Is sometimes you just see more diverse styles of yeah. play, and I, I think that's kind of fun. Uh, what well,
0: college basketball is more the old school? Yeah. To me, college basketball is more the old school with touches of the new game. Which I like better, right? Because there's a lot of new style yeah. players who have to play traditional basketball. And it's more it's very exciting that way.
1: Yep, I think so too. And everyone's like, oh, it's worse, worse players, worse basketball. They'll no, compete so. a lot harder most of the time, too. So uh John, I got a couple of random ones for you before we get out of here. Uh collecting uh sorry, uh yeah, collecting and connecting asked. Uh, what was your favorite D.C. restaurant while you were here? Or anywhere you'd like to come back to when you come back?
0: Favorite D.C. restaurant? Um uh, Hmm. There were so many, but uh, I think I got to say Angelo. It was it was called Angelo and Maxie's. It's gone.
1: OK, that was the go to. Would you say that was your go to?
0: Well, because where we all went through after the game, everybody went to Angelo and Maxi. So that was automatically that oil, I think, was called uh, uh Sabre or Sequoia, something like that. Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah. I don't go to that many D.C. restaurants. I'm probably the wrong one to way in here, uh, too, to be honest with you. Any of the Jose Andres restaurants? Or oh, that, like that. near the the... Yeah,
0: well, uh, and then... um. Rosa Mexicana was always good too. Yeah, uh, right there on the that, corner. Rosa Mexicana was very good. That, uh, that was now, now you got me fun. thinking about all the good restaurants that we had.
1: Yeah, uh, succotash by uh, Edward Lee He was on Top Chef. Pretty solid. Uh, it's kind of near the stadium, so that's always a good option here too. Um, right. Okay, another one we got. Uh, I think this one. Uh, okay, it was from Sean. If you could use one utensil between a spoon or a fork for the rest of your life, you only get one. Which one are you going with? Fork. Yeah, I'm team fork also. Right. Just because
0: uh, if I get in danger, I can I can use that fork. We <laughs> stab with a spoon.
1: That's right. Uh, that's mm-hmm. a very good call. Uh, it's nice just to have uh, the self-protection option if you got it. Right. <laughs> uh, let's see. There was one more we cut. Oh, also from Cup of Java. Best and worst car uh of any NBA player you rode with. Anybody have like a real piece of shit car that you were surprised by of any of your former teammates?
0: calvin Cheney and Tyrone Nesby. Uh, calvin Cheney would not spend any money, so he had the little small Chevy Blazer. Like the little one. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: like, like almost like a Ford Escort. Yeah, there you go. Tyrone we had the country's car. Yeah. Harley davidson pickup truck Ooh, and it was okay. just kind of yeah.
1: yeah uh anybody have any particular good ones any favorite cars you had yourself uh in the nba any uh anybody riding around any bentleys or anything cool back then
0: mm-hmm. sure you NBA didn't see something. many bentleys with the wizards back then my first time ever seeing aston martin when jordan played on the team and i was like what's that and i never yeah. Never heard of it, never seen it. And it was, you know, so that's my introduction to an Aston Martin. Then the next day it was another different color. I'm like, oh, well, I'm just getting introduced to all the type of Aston Martin. The the Vanquish, the DB9, you know. So I'm like I'm whatever, you know, I'm not still a like a person who know more a lot about them. right? but that was the first time being really introduced to that car. That's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, I'm, I've definitely seen the players uh, drive. A couple of them drive around town. It's a pretty nice stuff now. I bet no, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, the money's gone up a little bit uh, since, since – Yeah, was back game. in that day, it was just,
0: it was just with a mistake with a box in the back. Yeah,
1: there you go. Uh, all right, before my internet craps out here again, let's call this one. Uh, Jihad. any parting shots or thoughts or comments you want to get off your chest that we haven't hit on uh, about the game so far?
0: We just kind of got
1: things to go and and keep riding with our guys. Yeah. Uh next game is Friday night at eight PM against the heat. I mean I that's the last thing to ask you. Uh a lot of guys talk about how tough it is to uh to spend the night in Miami the night before then come out and play the next game game. Is that uh shall we expect the Miami road trip fatigue here, I guess?
0: It's tough. It's tough in Miami because you got you to gotta deal with the city of Miami. Then you have to deal with just a team that's with a Pat Riley's mentality, you know, just yeah. physical. It's just like LA. It's like going out in LA and then have to play against Shaq, right? It's, it's two <laughs> things that are just going against you, you know? So I, if, if I'm a coach, I'm going to try to get the guys in a day early in Miami, get it out the way. And now the next day, recovering let's be ready to go
1: yeah hopefully guys are professional enough that they don't take advantage of two days out in a row uh down there
0: well yeah hopefully hopefully but you know hey, it's traveling it's the nba lifestyle
1: so hey Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. you can only do what you can do uh all right everybody that's been believing wizards thanks for sticking with us sorry for the technical difficulties on my end i'm gonna write a mean letter or email to uh comcast and see if that helps. But uh, rate, review, subscribe, all good stuff. Hit the little like button for us, uh, and uh, we will check y'all next time. And we're presented by betonline.ag.
0: Peace.